The other thing is that there's a proper mix of advertising. While you want to set up everything in digital and put all of your information about the sale, the company, put digital coupons there, ordering forms, you know, whatever, there, you need the megaphone. Welcome to the Food for Thought Lunch Break with Steve Bookbinder podcast, the show that gives you things to think about when you're trying to make more sales without all the seriousness of conventional sales talks. Enjoy and learn as he makes fun of sales training, salespeople, and sales trainers, including himself, all while giving you battle-tested strategies that work. Now, here's your host, Steve Bookbinder. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Bookbinder, your sales coach. I told you that I learned everything I know about digital media and about a lot of things about business and sales from people who are much smarter than me. And in the world of people much smarter than me, I want to introduce to you Gordon Burrell. Gordon and I, I, I forget exactly how we started connecting with each other, but the, the most memorable thing about you is something you probably don't even know, which is that a, a lot of your clients are my clients. And so when I'm there, I'm teaching about digital marketing and, of course, making a big push for why they need to know more about it. And then all of your reports, the uh, Burrell Associates produces uh, local media research and analysis and your reports and your data absolutely emphasize everything that all the reasons for why we believe the education that, that people need is what they need. But fascinating uh, information I've learned from you and I'd love for you to share with our listeners who are many of whom are media salespeople or media professionals, what you've uncovered about the digital marketing, advertising, local markets, and how that's all coming together. But let me first start by saying, Gordon, a welcome to the uh, show. And could you tell us about Burrell Associates? Sure. Steve, thank you for having me. Thanks for ha having me on the show. Burrell Associates is uh, 19 years old this uh, April, April 2020. It will be 19. And what we do is provide insights into what's happening. And, and I think you had said it earlier, sometimes you go to a company and we've basically provided the script or some of the underlying data of what they're, they're citing. And what we do as a research company is go find out what is really happening and provide support, particularly to digital teams. It could be, you know, radio sellers or TV sellers or newspaper or outdoor or whatever. But for the most part, it's really been supporting digital because it is such a challenging thing for media companies to try to sell their core product and all their mechanisms are built around supporting that core product. And then here comes something that is actually competitive to that core product and they're asked to sell that too. So they, they resisted it while it's grown tremendously. So our job has been to support in the, to a great extent all those folks internally that know, wow, if we don't grasp and understand this digital marketplace pretty soon, we're gonna be toast. So our company provides basic data. We run the largest survey of local advertisers in the country and we have this enormous database, which you can see at adspending.com. A lot of people don't know that, that's us. The interface is called Compass and it provides deep, rich, interactive data on advertising, what's happening in advertising in every single market, all 3,137 counties, I believe, across the U.S. And that's what we do. We license that data to folks to give them insights on what's happening. That's great. Thanks for that setup. As you look across the country, do you see big differences between one region and another or one local market and another, especially if they're similar size markets in other ways? 
Absolutely. Most people don't know that. They look at, you know, big national statistics because there isn't much information down to small local county levels where I am, James City County or York County, you know, Virginia. And so they look at big national statistics and go, wow, okay, half of all advertising is now spent in digital. That must be true to my county. When in fact, every county has a specific set of businesses that spend money in different ways. So in Arizona, for instance, and in in New Mexico, you'll find that restaurants, you know, while there are a lot of restaurants, as there are everywhere, really don't spend a whole lot of money on advertising in the summer because people don't go out to eat all that often, you know, in the, in the summer months, it's too hot, you know, weird little anomalies like that. So you see some great levels of seasonality in the market that I happen to be in about a third or more of the economy is driven by the military because the world's largest military base is here. You go out to some small county in Tennessee and you see huge amounts of spending on entertainment because that's where Dollywood is. Or you know, So there, every market is different. It's fascinating to see. And it's also fascinating, Steve, that many people in those local markets do not know. I know more about advertising in their markets than they do. And they're in the market every day and I've never visited it. it that is just amazing to me. I'm equally amazed, but I'm also glad you're saying that. I have had the experience of working with clients where I go out with them and co-sell, not just observe their salespeople, but literally try to help the salespeople close the sale. And I've had this particular conversation a million times where one of the people with me was the uh, digital salesperson for that company, and the other person was the uh, television person who had that account. And we'll walk out and we're standing in the parking lot and I'll say to the, to the TV seller, did you learn anything in that meeting that you didn't know? And the, invariably they said, yeah, I thought I had all of their spend. What I just learned is I, I only have all of their TV spend and that's less than half of their overall advertising spend. You pointed to one of the key problems and turn it around, one of the key opportunities for any sales organization, advertising sales organization, or media company. And that is, and we did this exercise with one of our clients, a big company that owns multiple types of, of, of media. And they wanted me to come down in, uh, to Atlanta and speak with them. And I said, sure, they have all their sales managers coming in. And I said, let's do something interesting. Give me three or four of your sales reps and tell them to give me two of their clients how much those clients have spent with them in the past 12 months and estimate how much of their total budget they're getting. In every case, the sales rep, and it was a hospital, an HVAC, a furniture store, et cetera, et cetera. In every case, the sales rep said they thought they were getting 50% or more of their ad budget. So I went into our data. I looked at each of those businesses. I estimated how much of the total spending their their budgets were. And every single one of the cases, there was less. They were getting less than ten percent of their ad budget. Wow! That's embarrassing, infuriating, and when you think about it, really, really exciting. Because suddenly you're going, "Hey, I'm not asking for all of this guy's ad dollars when I ask for fifty thousand dollars." You know, hell, he's got three and a half million dollars he's spending. I'm not asking enough. So I mentioned that's one of two problems. The second problem, Steve, is is this. They are going to the same crowded pool to draw water every single time. There's a series of pools that they go to and they're shrinking 
because they're going to, they're listening to radios, other radio stations, competitors, other TV stations, competitors. They're looking at billboards as they drive down the road and they're failing to see that there's a whole new crop of advertisers that they don't speak to. A whole bunch of them, maybe 90% of all the businesses in the marketplace that they're advertising, they're not speaking to and they're not seeing up on a billboard or on another radio station. So there's this whole thing about prospecting that, God, you know, there is so much money available. When I hear a radio company or a TV company, I remember saying, oh, woe is me. It's harder and harder to get clients. I'm going, what kind of business do you think you're in? You know, you're selling advertising, you're helping these companies market themselves, and companies are more confused than ever and need more help than ever. Maybe you're just trying to sell them advertising on your radio station. That's probably the problem. You're not trying to help them market themselves. Mm-hmm. It's actually more helpful if they would uh, look beyond that. It's so human nature only to see what you're looking at and not even to believe the things you don't even look at. We all do it. And it yeah. And, you know, it doesn't mean that sales reps are dumb. I can tell you this and I can sound like smartest guy in the world when it comes to this, but that's my job. I don't have to be out there on the road every day and meet a sales budget every single day and, you know, have the, the whip on me by the, the sales manager. I get to step back and look at this stuff. So the insights that I provide are really, you know, it's the guy on the top of the hill with some binoculars, you know, radoing, radoing, radoing down to the troops mm. saying, hey, coming over the next hill is here or hey, there's an oasis over here. If you just turn left slightly and go in this direction. But there's just lots and lots of opportunity out there, Steve, just much more than most people realize. All right. Well, let me ask you this. The relative cost of linear advertising is high and the relative cost of digital marketing is low or can be low. So we're seeing more and more advertising. We're seeing more and more digital advertising. But is the local ad spend overall going up or is it just getting redistributed? It's doing both. Overall, it's going up. Our forecast for 2020 is that it will go up about one and a half, two percent, something like that, which is which is really small, which basically means almost it's almost flat. It's in line with you know GDP growth, let's say. I just saw a forecast from Brian Weiser from Group M and actually just did an interview for our podcast with him last week, and he's got it going up about 5%. So it is growing. Overall, local advertising, national advertising, total advertising is growing, but very, very slow. Here's the thing. If it's growing only single digits, two, three, four, five percent and then you look at everything that is digital, and I think we unfairly characterize it as digital, versus radio, TV, et cetera, because there's so many different components of digital. Digital stuff is going up 15%, which means everything else is going down. So there is a very small amount of increase that's occurring, but what is really occurring, the more dynamic thing that is, is occurring, is that this adjusting of the dials. They're taking from one thing, advertisers, and putting it in another that they perceive to be working. Now, it's too easy to say that it's just digital. So they're taking it from radio and putting it in digital. They're taking it from TV and newspapers and putting it in digital. That's not what's happening. Here's what's happening. I'll just tell you very briefly. It's fascinating. They're cutting out companies that they've dealt with in the past that don't do them any good. And they're settling in on a smaller number of media partners to work with. They used to work with five. 
in a year's time, five different media companies they would buy from. Now they're working with three to an average of like three and a half. And so they're saying, no, I don't work with that rep anymore. I can buy radio from somebody else. But this rep here at this radio station, maybe they're the number two station, but this rep really knows a lot about Facebook and about Twitter and about Instagram. And they can shoot videos for me in my own location. And it just feels better doing with them. I think I get a better ROI. And now they're selling ads to me. They're producing video ads for me and selling them up into the OTT networks. So I'm buying television advertising from a radio station. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Those are the survivors, those companies that are becoming very quickly marketing agents as opposed to radio sellers that can also sell you an ad, a commercial spot in the stream or a banner ad on their website. Mm. It also sounds like service selling. I was going to say service selling is coming back. I don't know that there ever was service selling necessarily when you had a limited supply of the only inventory in town when it was when there wasn't digital and it was just linear. But, oh yeah, uh, they, they were just order takers back then for the, for the most part. I mean, that's a sort of a cheap explanation of what they were, but it, it was. Everybody knew what radio was. Everybody knew what newspapers were, you know, what TV was and outdoor. And so, you know, people said, yes, I need to buy some of that. Thank you very much. And they buy it. So there really wasn't much explanation occurred. But now most advertisers, half of all advertisers at least, are confused about their own marketing and they, and they need a lot more information before they make that choice. Hmm. What, what percentage would you say of a local business's ad budgets are going to digital? And maybe I should ask you this question first. When we, we said that digital is a lot of things, what, do you, what are you including in digital? Well, it could be formats. So it could be a banner ad. It could be streaming. It could be ad placement on Google or Google you know, keywords or, or the AdWords program. And so those are all, all formats. And then, you know, it could be different types of media. So you could characterize it as Facebook, you know, or social media or, you know, YouTube or it's, it, there are just so many different ways to, to advertise. What the advertiser sees really is particularly the product or the media more than they, they see the format. So when they buy something, they want to buy Facebook or you know, maybe a little more broadly, they might want to buy social media. So they may not make a difference between, oh yeah, what I need is a video spot or I need a graphic ad or I need a, a post, you know, or something, you know, just basically a headline on, on Twitter. So they view it more as platforms. Yeah, I need to do something with Google because everybody's going to Google. Or how do you get me onto Amazon where people are buying lots of stuff? I want some exposure there. Uh -huh. Are you including email in digital spend too? Yeah, it's classified two different ways for us. Email advertising is something very simple and it's basically a banner ad that is delivered in someone else's email newsletter to to be advertising what it really has to be is you're buying a message in somebody else's medium mm. so that's very simple it tends to be very small though those numbers email advertising and it's a, it's a very small portion of total digital advertising let's say and then there's another whole very large component of email. We did a whole survey on this last year that involves the composition of email, the management of it, the physical, you know, putting together and punching a button or studying the statistics or buying lists associated with maybe your own customer list or buying a list of prospects and pushing out messages about, you know, big holiday sale that, that you have. And there are massive amounts of money that, that, advertisers are spending on that and and doing it poorly i might note uh, yeah well uh, i imagine uh, they're not able to leverage the big data for targeting that national advertisers get 
Uh, no, they're not leveraging big data, Steve. They're fixing HVAC systems and they're arranging flowers. And, right. and then somebody says, I want to help you leverage big data. And they go, what the hell are you talking right. about? Hand me that wrench. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and that's where the opportunity, I think, for the salesperson to come in to say it's a different world out there. And when salespeople have said to me, well, my customers, they, my customers, my advertisers tell me that their customers don't use digital. Like how, you know, in 2019 on planet earth, what, what country would that even describe that that would even be the case? Yeah. Well, it's time for you to turn around and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that, that, that is true. A check please is probably the right uh, sales strategy right there. I have seen in markets where I've, I, I've looked at your report and it showed that the linear spend uh, t- TV in particular would have been in some marketplaces less than 25% of all of the spend. And when I spoke to the, uh, the television leadership, they all said to me, oh, that can't be. No, 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 it can't be. And so they almost dismissed the whole thing because it just didn't fit their internal narrative. What, 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 do you, what is your sense? Like how big is, is linear, you know, as a percentage of everything? It, I, I assume less than half, but what, what are you seeing on a local level? And what do people think it is? You have to understand that people with associations, whether it's a newspaper association, a broadcast TV, broadcast radio association, or whatever, they have a vested interest in saying they're still big and they're still important. I mean, that's, that's their job. That's, you know, to, to keep things up. Inter- uh, internally, what we see is some of them, some of the trade associations, smart enough to feed information, usually privately, not too publicly, saying, oh, you better worry about this. You know, we're losing share in this area. So the answer to your question is that if you want to look at linear TV or broadcast TV or broadcast radio dollars or cable dollars or newspaper dollars or anything that is not considered digital, they're all less than 15% market share. And that's combined. So in any market, you know, there's four to six television stations that make money off of local advertising. If you added all of the revenues together, it still wouldn't add up to more than, say, 15% of total advertising expenditures. The problem that most media companies have is they're accustomed to looking, particularly in broadcast, they're accustomed to defining their world very, very small. And that is other TV stations. And then maybe maybe other radio stations they would add in there if they're, if they're TV. And then maybe outdoor. And that all adds up to them to be 100% of the market. Well, hell, that really adds up to, if you add radio, TV, and outdoor, maybe 25 to 30% of the market, 30% at absolute most. Wow. So, when you, so, so, Steve, when you throw digital in there, and I have to say, I beg to differ, you, 60% of all advertising in 2020, locally spent advertising, 60% is digital. That is just really hard. That's too much wow. of a shock for them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that is an amazing uh, piece of insight. That's incredible. Well, uh, let me ask you this question. How will election spending in uh, 2020 uh, change the mix, if, if, if at all, in your opinion? It's going to mask the decline in television. It's not going to do all that much. It might be a few hundred million dollar injection, maybe four or five hundred, maybe six hundred million 
in radio, which in the scheme of, of things, all advertising is $330 billion. Local is $120 billion. So a few hundred million, you know, in one area like radio is not going to be all that much. In television, it's going to be a little over a billion dollars. But for the first time, digital is going to almost match almost, not quite, almost match the level of, of revenue that, that television gets in political. So in, in the end, there's a little bit of a, a bump in total advertising, a few percentage points due to eight, nine you know, billion dollars in advertising being spent on political campaigns. But like I said, for television, which everybody has kept their eye on, is significantly losing share but the total revenue will bump television up a few percentage points over 2019. So all anybody sees is, hey, television is up. But look mm-hmm. for the numbers that say television growth X political will be, mm-hmm. group, group, N says, uh, group M just recently said it'll be negative 1%. We think it'll be more than that because we've seen an, a, a fairly large exodus of, of uh, local advertisers from broadcast TV because now the internet's becoming more of a watched medium than it is sort of a read, you know, and clicked on medium. And, and that's eroding television beauty. Pe- people are watching segments of TV instead of entire programs, you know, on YouTube or, you know, elsewhere on the web and things like that. And that erodes TV viewing. Mm. Fascinating. Well, let me ask you about this. You've spoken about a, a thing called the 3% club in a, a description of, what are the the best media teams, the local media teams doing? What, what are they doing, that top 3% that nobody else is doing in light of all of this uh, digital explosion? Can you, sure. can you uh, explain that, Club? Who's in yeah. it and how do you get into it? Very, very simply, it is if you are in the top 3% of companies that get the highest share of what we call addressable digital advertising. So let me let me explain that. You, I think you have to have our numbers to figure out what that is, but they're so publicly available. So in if, if we go back to a part of our conversation where I said, you know, we put out these numbers, you know, 60% of all advertising in any local market is typically spent, you know, on digital media. And people go, wow, those numbers, Steve, are so huge, people don't believe them. In fact, the most common thing that they say is, well, if you cut those numbers in half, they're still big. <laughs> so, you know, and I, face, and I tell them flippantly, if you cut those numbers in half, you'll, you know, they will be exactly half of what they should be. So, so what we did to make things more palatable for the industry is we said, okay, we're going we're gonna to make the numbers smaller for you. So in any local market, let's say a billion dollars is spent on advertising. And according to our number, 600 million of that is spent in digital. And so the people in the local markets are gonna say, that number's way too big. Doesn't must that go to Google? Doesn't must that go to Facebook? And we'll say, okay, let's take out Google and Facebook and any other pure play company, Yelp and Yext and Angie's List and Craigslist and Monster and Cars.com, let's take them all out. And so we're going to give you a number that is just the amount of advertising that that businesses in this market spend with you and all of your competitors, other TV stations. So all those little local sales reps in your market selling digital advertising, we add it all up. That's the number that we call addressable digital advertising. And whatever you made in the past 12 months divided into that number or by that number is your share. So we look at a scattergram of all these little dots 
based on market size on the x-axis from New York all the way down to Helena, Montana, Youngstown, Ohio, small markets. And then on the y-axis going up is the share. Do you have a 0% share, 1%, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6? Way up at the top in that upper 3% are people who have more than 40%, some 60%, some 70%, 70% of all addressable digital advertising in the markets. They're kicking ass. That's the top 3%. What's it take to get in that club? A really special CEO. I don't care how much you plan and you organize and how smart you are. If your CEO, your executive leadership, your board, your owners, etc., aren't on board, they're not going to give you the money that you need to do what you need to do. No matter what you teach your local radio sales reps or TV sales reps, they're not going to get it. It takes a lot more than that. And that top 3% have it, they understand it, and they're kicking ass. I would assume that to, you know, in the very beginning, you talked about how TV stations were built around selling TV, obviously. Digital requires a lot of service and a lot of uh, labor-intensive things like social media that TV may not have that element. So it's you need, you need that leadership, but you have to, uh, you have to, create new resources, right? Make new investments to make that work or, or uh, agree to new partnerships. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's more complicated and, and tougher than that. You know, we, we can paint them as, you know, in words that make them sound like they're, they're stupid, but they're really not. What the unfortunate thing is that you are locked into, if you're at a TV station, you're locked into a business model that says, we're not going to deal with anybody in this market unless they have at least 50,000 to spend with us. If they don't, we're going to say, oh, come back later when you have it, you know, and then we're going to deal with you. And that's not a really good message. So if your whole mechanism, your sales commission, your sales compensation structure, and your business model, you know, limited uh, inventory in, in prime time or in the local news and the morning news slots is built around that, you're asking you know, people at your company whose compensation and livelihood depend on that to break it down and to, to, to slow that model down or to change that model and say, no, 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 this person only has $10,000 to spend. Let's go after them. And the sales rep is going, damn, I'm just not going to make any commission off of that. Mm-hmm. Why do I go after the little stuff? So it becomes really, really complicated. You're talking about service. So instead of going in and saying, my station has the number one rated news program at six o'clock, everybody wants to be on it. You buy, you know, 10 newscasts and X number of of spots, and it's going to expose you to this many people in this market. And the advertiser is going, can you help me post something on Facebook? Or can you help me shoot a video that I want to use to help recruit people to my hospital, recruit nurses to my hospital? That's all service-oriented stuff. And all that rep wants to do is sell TV time. So you've got to retrain them. And you also have to say, we're not selling media anymore. We are helping people market themselves. So then the discussion goes up the chain, Steve, to the, the, the general manager or even the, the CEO and the board. They go, wait a minute. There's much higher margins. There's 48% EBITDA you know, in television sales time. We should be selling that. How much are we? The, the most common thing you hear is, aren't the margins lower in digital service? And the answer is yes, but that's what everybody's buying. And it's almost, it's not a loss leader. It's just a lower margin product. And that's the 
price serving those customers with things that they need that's the price of staying in business and in television I'll tell you this if you go to a sales rep and this is what we do and say imagine one of your really really difficult uh, buyers just imagine that person figure out who that is now what do you think it would take when that buyer is maybe driving home and thinking I just heard about you know I keep hearing about this thing called TikTok I wonder what that is and or you know Instagram I wonder if I should be able to if I could market myself on Instagram how does that work what would it take what would you be able to do that would cause that advertiser to go I know I'm gonna call fill in your name you mm. what, what would it cause what would cause that advertiser to say I'm gonna call you to to ask that question that's what the sales rep has to do is establish in the mind of the advertiser they know a lot about advertising and a lot about marketing and gain their trust I went up to a, a station in the Northeast a couple of weeks ago and I did it for them with a really really difficult auto buyer who knew everything I mean it's like every buyer you'd ever see in, in, in a, an automotive dealership. He knew everything. He, don't tell me about TV. Don't tell me about radio. You're losing audiences and you keep raising your prices. You know, I'm going to keep buying because whatever. But, you know, don't tell me about all this other stuff. I went in. I showed him how to do it. And that guy was asking me questions and following me out the door. Not because I'm smarter than anybody else in the room, just because I know what it takes to get into their, what their pain points are and where their questions are. And if they're asking me the questions, then guess what? I get to make the recommendations. Last mm -hmm. thing you want is some fool selling SEO to them because they need to buy SEO and they need to get higher in the search rankings for them to go say to the little SEO guy, hey, Howard, you think I had to buy some radio advertising? Right. What, what, what do you think he's going to say? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, nobody listens to the radio anymore. No, you know what you should buy? More SEO. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably going to listen to him. That's the radio industry's problem and the television industry's problem, and that's their opportunity. That's a great way to sum that up. Great advice for uh, media company CEOs and boards. I hope they uh, take, uh, take that seriously. Let me ask you this. So now from an advertiser, I'm going to ask you about advice. Advertise, any advice you have for local advertisers, given the, the advertising landscape or, or I should say the viewing habits of the uh, audience they're trying to reach? Any uh, advice for marketers and any advice for salespeople? Yeah, it, for the advertisers, it's really, really interesting because, you know, you, you, you talk to a lot of people and they're just mesmerized about all this stuff that's happening with advertising and marketing. And then you get down to the local advertisers and they're just like, no they don't take any guff. You know, they know what's really practical. And then the people are always trying to sell them stuff. But here's, here's what I would tell them as an advertiser myself is that what you need to understand about advertising is it is indeed an investment. You've got to put money into it for a period of time for it to provide a return. And they don't want to hear that, but it's true. If you want your business to grow, give it a little time and you need to think about to, to advertise. And you need to think about advertising in two ways. One is a constant flow of branding advertising that doesn't say, we have hammers on sale this weekend, half price. It says, we're a hardware store and we've been around for a long time. Now, that's kind of all you need to say. Maybe just other little things here and there. And then of course, when you have a big sale, you know, that type of advertising. Too many advertisers say, we got a big sale, we're gonna advertise and we expect an ROI on it. And they don't, they forget the branding part. So how often is someone in the market to buy a hammer? Every single day? 
No, no. You know, maybe, maybe once. I don't know. I still have the same hammer I had in 1975. <laughs> but my better example might be a car, you know, or a house. At any given time, one to two percent of the population, three to four percent maybe for cars, is looking to buy a house or a car, right? So, you know, if your big sale doesn't hit them at the time they're thinking of buying, well, you know, you're screwed. The other thing is that there's a proper mix of advertising. While you want to set up everything in digital, and put all of your information about the sale, the company, put digital coupons there, ordering forms, you know, whatever there, you need the megaphone of a traditional medium to be able to really drive some traffic to that. Radio works best. I'm sorry for anybody in television or newspapers or whatever. Radio works best to drive digital goals. We've seen that time and again. Television is a close second. Newspapers, direct mail, even outdoor do do very, very well. But all of those non-digital types of media, I would pick one or maybe two and develop a campaign using them with whatever it is you want to anchor in, in, uh, in digital media and drive people to. So you can see the performance and you can collect names and, and, and everything else. So it's, it is a big combination of SEO, search engine advertising, banner advertising with everything else in, in traditional media, a couple different media that reaches a mass public and drives awareness and drives people to whatever site that you want them to go to to take some action. Brilliant. Brilliant. One last thing, the salesperson in those markets, it sounds like, and I'd like to know if you wanted to add anything to this, it sounds like you're saying when the customer finally has that need, just like they finally have that need to buy a hammer, when they have that need to advertise, which should be all the time if it's branding, who are they going to turn to? They're going to turn to someone. And you know, the assumption is they're going to turn to their ad agency. My experience is they don't use an ad agency for some of those digital services. So there's not always that person even in the mix. But what advice do you have? I, I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on that. For, for media sales reps? Yes. I wouldn't automatically assume that they're not getting digital services from agencies. They are. And I would also not automatically assume that agencies are adversaries. In fact, when we ask agencies where they get information to help them understand the market and advertising and overall marketing, the very changing marketplace, the number two uh, source of information was a media company. <laughs> so they, agencies who are supposed to be the experts are relying on media companies for, for that information. That was pretty interesting. And then when we asked the agencies for advice, they said, uh, you know, what, what, what they would suggest media companies uh, to, to do, they said, be more of a resource to us. So for the sales rep, I would say, don't see the agency as the expert or even an adversary. See them as an ally. They need help as well. That would be number one. Number two is that, you know, I, I really do think that you have to have the guts as a, as a sales rep, and it does take guts, to walk in and say, how is your advertising performing? How did that stuff I did for you last week perform? And maybe to think of yourself as being on a date with the advertiser and you're going out to dinner. How annoying is it to go out on a date and have that other person talk incessantly about themselves and how big their advertising is, their audience is, and how great it is, and how the other person should really buy. You know, wait a minute, you're on a date. Ask them questions about themselves. Ask them how their market is performing. Ask them if they're doing anything on Facebook and how they found that to work for them. Ask them if they've heard of OTT 
and do they know what that is? And, and then tell them your concerns about things. So it's not like you're just asking them questions. Tell them a little bit about yourself, but engage in that conversation instead of being there selling all the time. A lot of organizations won't support you, don't really want you to do that. You're going to come back from that sales call and they're going to say, well, did you sell them? And you're going to say, well, no, I was really just on a date here. You know, Mm -hmm. we haven't gotten to bed yet, but, (laughs) which, you know, I really learned a whole lot. And there are some things I need to find out because he asked me about this or that or whatever. So you're cultivating that relationship to the point at which, and this is the goal, when that advertiser says, my kids keep talking about this TikTok thing. I wonder if that's going to provide some advertising opportunities Mm -hmm. for me. I just read something about that in Plumber's Monthly magazine where one (laughs) plumber did that. I think I'll call, fill in your name. What is Mm -hmm. going to cause them to call you for marketing advice? Because I'm telling you, they're cutting some people out and you don't want it to be you. And if you're sitting across the table there, talking incessantly about yourself and how great your audience is, it's, you're not going on a second date. That is great advice, great imagery too. And, and it reminds us that selling is, is really, it, it, with all the digital stuff that we talk about, it's still have a conversation, perhaps a lost art. And I love what you're, what you're saying, and, and it's so consistent with our message, which is you have to be confident. You have to be able to ask questions. You've got to be able to learn about people's businesses and, and then uh, re- ask a follow-up question, really understand. I often say to salespeople, if you can't figure out how that advertiser makes money, like what is the actual way that they make money, then you don't understand their business. And that's, maybe that's where you're going to start. Well, Gordon, I, I want to thank you so much for uh, your time today. You've, you've given all of us uh, a lot to think about and I really appreciate it. This is Steve Bookbinder, your sales coach. I'm pleased to be able to bring to you the same digital marketing thought leaders who have influenced me. I'm so happy to be able to bring them directly to the people that I train so that it's not just me that's saying, you really have to learn this stuff. Years ago, my big joke at TVB, uh, rather uh, TV uh, industry events, were uh, how many people wish that they could just hold their breath until this whole digital thing blows over? And a whole bunch of people would raise their hand. But you can't, it's, it's too late. You can't, there's no holding your breath. It's not blowing over. You got to jump in with two feet if you haven't already. Thank you, Gordon, for helping us uh, cement that point. Sure, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for listening to Food for Thought. To get your free sales playbook, visit dmtraining.net forward slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of Steve's jokes and helpful resources. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.